On today's show, we're going to talk about the real estate market and how that is shifting and what we can expect in 2023. Stay tuned. Welcome to Debt Free Latina, the podcast where you can finally realize your dream of being debt free and feeling peace about your financial future. And now your host, Myra Alejandra Garcia. Hola, hola. Thank you so much for being here. On today's show, I have a special guest. Her name is Maria Leon. She is a local real estate agent here in the Phoenix market. And thank you so much, Mariel, for being here. Thank you for inviting me today. I'm so happy to be here on your show. I've listened to you for a few years and since you started, and I can't believe I'm on your podcast now. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. So I had a few questions about the, the real estate market, and I reached out to you because I thought, well, you're in the field. So I want to know a couple things. So I have several questions here for you. One is, how is the real estate market shifting? And what do you predict in 2023? So what we're really seeing in the market happening right now is that we were the last quarter of 2022, we were in a like buyer's market and we shifted, we're shifting, we're seeing the numbers slowly shift back into a balanced market with some cities in the Valley shifting into full seller's markets. The prediction is that if rates, rates have stabilized right now, so we see a lot of buyers coming in, but if rates even decrease just a little bit more, we're going to see buyers jump into the market completely using up all the housing inventory that we had. And it's going to create another, it's going to shift into seller's market territory. Okay. So seller's market, what does that mean? Does that mean that prices might go up again? Is that, that means, what that means? Yeah. So that when, when the seller's market, that means sellers have the upper hand. That means that buyers are going to experience um, bidding wars, having to compete with multiple other buyers, and they're probably going to have to give up some things that you would normally have in a balanced market or in a buyer's market. Interesting. Because we had that in like 2020, 2021, and then early 2022. Because I remember I was looking and it was like definitely a seller's market. I had put in a bid and it didn't go through. And it was it was really interesting. Um, so my next question is, is it true that the pro that the prices may drop? Because that's what I keep hearing. So for you to say that it's gonna it might be a seller's market soon. So there is no possibility that or do you don't see it dropping so that it's more accessible to people? Well, the thing is, we're in the drop right now. This is we're in it. What I think what people think might happen is that, you know, prices are going to go back to where you can buy maybe a house for like, you know, a hundred thousand, sixty thousand, like we saw after the crash. What we're seeing now is, um, houses have adjusted because interest rates have gone up. 
And that's why we're seeing those price reductions. But if interest rates go down, we're going to see prices go up because demand is going to go up. So it's really, you know, those low prices, this may be it for a while. And then if we do shift into that seller's market, we'll just continue. Prices might go up again. I see. Okay. So the whole supply and demand will still apply because if the interest rates are more affordable, then it might incentivize a lot of people to go out and start buying again. So it's just drive the traffic. Yes. And I think right now, if I'm not mistaken, we had somewhere between 15 and 16,000 homes on the MLS. And, um, you know, how many people in our population in just Maricopa County, I don't know the exact number, but 15, 16,000 homes is not enough for the amount of people that are going to want to purchase a home or sell their home. Okay. So there is no bubble like there was in 2008 when the crash happened. It's a very different market. It's a different, very different climate. Right. Yeah. There's no, um, you know, people just stopped buying because interest rates went up and affordability went down. And and that's what happens. You know, we went into a balance. We're in a balanced market right now um, where. I see buyers being able to negotiate and um, buyers and sellers right now are having like a dance and they're giving and pushing and they're able to talk rather than how it was like in 2021, where it was like, here, take all my money seller. I want your house. And and the seller would say, no, I want more. (laughs) Right. And we did see a lot of that where people were paying like, 10, 20, $30,000 more than the house was worth just to get in. Right. Um, so tell me about interest rates went up in the fourth quarter quite a bit because we were in the like 3% and then it went up to four, five, six. I think we even hit seven. Um, what do you think they might be? soon are they coming down are they staying pretty the same like what's what may happen later this year well the prediction is and this is a prediction that i'm getting from a lot of my lender partners and that is that rates are going to come down somewhere in the fives and um even last week nar which is the national association of realtors released a figure that said Freddie Mac um, found that rates dropped to 6.15 from 6.33 just the week prior. So it was a small drop, but still significant because your interest rate determines your monthly mortgage payment. And that determines if it's affordable for you to buy a home. Yeah, it was really interesting. I had read something late last year where it said, that people that were in homes or that they, they were building a home because a lot of there's a lot going up here in the Phoenix area. But the when they started the contract with the builder versus when they were ready to move in, they were no longer qualifying because the interest rates had 
increased. Therefore, their payment was going to be so much more higher and they were no longer qualified to, you know, meet that criteria to be eligible for it. So it was really interesting. And I just thought, wow, like, this is really sad. Like these people were like ready. They they could have. They were maybe at the little top end of their budget, but this just threw it off. The interest rate will just throw it off. I think what I I I've even thought myself, like if we were to invest in a second property, this is the time, even though interest is interest rates are high, if we were to figure out a way to make the payment work. And I, you and I had this conversation where I think people aren't thinking if you can afford a house and you can afford the payment, you definitely should. And, and you can right. always refinance later. You can always, if the rates drop, then you just refi. And I think people are scared to even consider that as an option. What would you say to someone that is considering and is maybe hesitant because of the interest rates? I would tell them to really look at the reasons why they're considering to buy a home. Is it for stability? Is it because they want to move to a, um, you know, a good school district for their kids? Is it because um, they're ready to stop renting? And if, if those reasons have more like a hold on you rather than the reasons why not to buy. And I think that they should move forward, especially if you're in a stable job, if you're in a stable job, if you have savings, if you are in a place of stability where you think you can take on a mortgage, then I think definitely go for it because we may not see this, this uh, type of market again for a while where buyers kind of have the upper hand because, you know, if those rates do drop, the market's going to come flooding yeah. back with buyers. I think that when I calculated like, okay, the houses are more affordable right now. Mm-hmm. They've definitely dropped a little bit. So if you refi later, if the interest rates get better, but you get into a home with a lower price range, then if you wait for things to drop, if you're ready, you should do it now. That I that's my recommendation. That's definitely yes. something I'm considering. Um so my next question, what is the best way to prepare yourself to become a homeowner? So what are the steps that people can take now if they're thinking of maybe being ready in like 2-3 years? Like what can they do right now? The biggest thing I would suggest is uh start saving. Even if it's a little bit every month, start saving because when you are getting ready to become a homeowner, you're going to need down payment money, closing costs money. You're going to do inspections. You might have other trades that you want to look at the house to make sure that it is something that you want to invest in. So always save money. Start now rather than later. Don't wait until the last minute to prepare yourself, talk to a lender, even if you're not ready. I've had clients that are not ready for two, three years, but they started the conversation with the lender um, up front. And so they were able to get a clear picture of their credit and what they needed to do in order to prepare themselves. 
And yeah, some people it's a easy, they can start shopping for a house, you know, within getting their approval. Other people, it takes time and I'm here for whatever your needs are. Like, I'll be your cheerleader. I will be like, are you, are you working on what you need to do? Like, how can I help you achieve your goal? So how early can somebody reach out to you? Um, you know, I think at any point, like if you are ready to do it, like, like I said, I've had people that have taken like three years to buy a house. And we had that conversation like three years ago, Hey, I'm ready to buy. I don't know what to do. What do I do? And we got them the resources and they worked on their stuff and finally they were ready. So it, it's never too early. I love that because I talk a lot about the savings muscle in the show. And I feel that people need to build that. It takes a lot of work, dedication, stability. And it's, it's, um, if you don't have that habit of saving, it really is the time to start building it now because it takes so long to build for a down payment. It takes so long and it's a marathon, right? It feels like forever when you hear two years of saving every single month. Yes. That's about how long it took us to build the down payment. We had um, downsized. We went from you know a, a pretty decent sized house to a really small apartment to really build on that um that muscle that savings muscle and and build enough to buy our current house with a decent down payment so you know sometimes it takes sacrifices sometimes it takes choices and i hate to use the word sacrifice but choices to build that savings um fund a lot quicker exactly i think uh you hit it right on the nose it's you have to be well with the choices you make and understand that this is not an overnight thing it's going to take time it's going to take effort and a lot of the work you have to do it yourself for yourself yes so mariel how can people find you um, you can find me on TikTok as Marielle P. Leon, or you can find me on Instagram as Realtor, And um, you'll have my links on how to reach me there. And I'm always available. I Even if you just want to talk about it, like I'm very um, honest with you. And I, if you're not ready... I'm not there to push you to be ready. You have to be ready. Yes, I love that. So Mariel is a great resource. If you are looking um, to buy in the Phoenix area, highly recommend Mariel. So make sure you reach out to her. Thank you so much, Mariel, for being on the show and giving us the climate of the real estate market right now. Thank you so much. Thank you, Myra. And can't wait to do another one with you. Yes. Come back some other time. Well, maybe we should do like once a quarter, just kind of see how things are going and really, you know, informing the audience that may be, you know, ready to buy a house soon. I think that's, I think that's a great idea. Yes. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Debt Free Latina. 
make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can take Myra with you on your journey to become debt-free as you build financial wealth. Looking for more? Follow Myra on Instagram at debtfree.latina, Facebook at debtfreelatina, and online at debtfreelatina.com. <laughs>